This brand new episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sawed Off CrossFit Kids. If you are looking for a place to get your kids active, stay healthy, learn how to move correctly in a safe, clean environment, this is the perfect place for you. Or maybe they're getting started back in sports again since things are opening back up and starting to get back to normal and you need to get them acclimated to their body temperature rising, the specific muscle groups, or just train specifically for that sport. The coaches will customize the workouts and these things for their needs. They have a 9 to 13-year-old class and a 5 to 8-year-old class. And the craziest thing about it is you can try it for free. Yes, they can go by, check it out. They can work out with the kids or you can just watch it and see how the program goes and see if something that will work for you. I love it. I can't speak highly enough about it. It's a great program. You know the way we feel about health and fitness and proper movement and safety and cleanliness. The, The whole thing. It's perfect. Just go check it out. Hit them up on Instagram at Sawed Off CrossFit Kids or go by the building and check them out. It's at Sawed Off CrossFit on Harvey Road in College Station, Texas. We also sell coffee. Don't forget, 95 Adventures Coffee, two blends, two specialty blends that are great coffee. It is Summit View and Weekend Getaway. You can hit us up on the website, the number nine, spelled out 5adventures.com or Really cool way is to just hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know you want to try some and we will get that to you ASAP. My guest today on this episode of the podcast is Will Alday, a professional wrestler that has really pursued his dreams and he is fantastic. I've seen him live and in person. He's a great entertainer. He's a great wrestler. And more than that, He's just a really awesome dude, and we can learn a lot of things from the way he pursues things and the way he looks at life. Also, he has a pay-per-view coming out today, September 15th, on Fight TV, an NWA promotion, and just so check that out. Download the app. You can watch him. You can watch all the matches, all that good stuff. It's just a fantastic conversation. I can't speak highly enough about Will all day, so please enjoy my guest today and this wonderful conversation. Mr. Will Alday. There we go, man. Perfect. Well, Will, thanks for being on, dude. This is really, really super cool because I get to interview you the day before the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, man. We finally got to link up. Yeah, it's been yeah, we've been talking, I don't know, when did uh when did Paul uh, man, it's been a while. Seems like a year ago almost. I think it has been. I think it's. I think it was the end of last year that we kind of linked up and tried to get together, but everything kind of fell through, either on your side or my side. And now, you know, we got nothing but time. So it's it's good that we are able to get together and kind of push through. This is uh, episode one of many. I hope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can come on any time, man. Because I like. Uh, I know. I saw. I actually saw you at a wrestling promotion here in town the very first and only time i've been to a wrestling promotion at smitty case here in college station oh yeah yeah yeah. i actually uh, just did a show uh two weekends ago there with lion's pride uh they they're starting to run out of smitty case more consistently i know they travel to different cities every month uh or at least they did right before everything all shut down so you know, we were at Smitty K's once a year, and I think now they're trying to go back every other month, and it's a cool atmosphere, and it's an awesome promotion being there uh, uh, at Lions Pride. So, you know, hopefully you can get back there again. It was super fun. Like, I did not think, in all honesty, just like, I did not think I was going to like it as much as I did. Um, I've never been like a, a person who regularly watches wrestling or into it or anything, and then a good friend of mine, Drake Durden, obviously... 
he uh, right. he was in it, so I went to support him because uh, he's just super cool. And the kids were like yelling and screaming, yeah. and we're all. I got into chanting, like I was cheering. I'm like, I this is why is this so much fun? <laughs> it's the energy, it's the atmosphere. I I look at it as uh, any live event kind of like brings the little kid out in you, right? Like whether it be music or sports or wrestling, you're able to be there with people of the same mindset and that's just have a good time. So no matter what you're doing, if you're there with performers in front of you trying to entertain you, it's it's easy to get lost in, you know, what's going on. Yeah, uh, man, I couldn't agree with that more. That makes total sense when you think like it brings a little kid out in you when you have like people there cheering, like just the the whole thing and then the Lions Pride was I thought it was going to be I had envisions of like this backyard wrestling thing you know like cheesy done like just guys coming out and going but it was like a professional show they had the the smoke the fog the entrance little tunnel I mean they have everything there yeah yeah so the promoter Houston Carson used to wrestle and you know he's been all over and kind of like as he's you know just transitioning into this promoter phase he's he's seen a lot and so he's doing a lot of what he's learned you know throughout the throughout the years that he was a performer and put it into his product and he's done a good job he has his own training school um he's got like a new facility that he just i i think uh leased that where they're gonna have their own like arena and they're gonna have their own training facility and different types of stuff so he's He's uh, doing it the right way. He's it's a fun show. It's it's really cool. It's a good atmosphere, and you get a good mix of like up and coming like students, and then like you know traveling wrestlers. So it's it's a fun show. It reminds me a lot of uh, reality wrestling where I was trained, which is in Houston, and uh, I was trained by Booker T. And he has his own arena. He has his own training academy. He has his own show. You know that's like. 4K film that has millions of views each, you know, each video he puts up. So it's it's something that Houston, I think, aspires to do, um, you know, with his Lions Pride Sports Productions. And, you know, it's it's pretty cool, man. Well, what, what got you started into wrestling in the first place? Because I think you met Paul at Rice, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, him and I were teammates on the football team at Rice University. And we, I, I only played there a couple of years. You know, I, I knew that wasn't going to lead anywhere for me, just being a smaller athlete. But I uh, made some good friends. I uh, learned some good lessons. And, you know, it taught me a lot being in that atmosphere, that team mentality. I was always kind of raised doing that. And as I transitioned out of college, uh, there's, you know, either professional sports, which you have to be, really a, a physical specimen to do, which, you know, I am just pint size. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I self-deprecate, but you know, I, I'm just, I'm self-aware. I know I'm not six, five, so I'm not going to go to the NFL. Um, so I, you know, graduated, I started working and I still had that itch to perform and compete. And this gave me that. And I've always been a fan. And so, and I, I always wanted to do it. I loved, I loved competing. My whole life revolved around sports and performing. I wanted the adulation. I wanted that like live component. And this was just a 
perfect, perfect. Uh, it, it was really the perfect path for me. It just took, shoot, I, I started training five years out of college. You know, most people do this when they're 18 to 21, and I started a lot later than that. And I just, as I was working, I realized like this wasn't the path for me, just sitting in this oil and gas job that I was doing. And, you know, I just I wasn't passionate about it. Right. Everything was great other than like I just it wasn't fulfilling me. And I always said I wanted to do this. So I finally jumped in. It was kind of like now or never. And, you know, I I haven't looked back. I've never been happier in my life. This is really where I felt that I needed to be. And it's, you know, I'm just lucky to have walked the path I walked, you know, even as late as I did. I think it was good for me to learn all the life lessons and, you know, business lessons that I did before I got in and it's helped me progress a lot quicker than normal. So I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. I was, when I was talking to, uh, to Jay or Drake, um, he was, he was saying that you do this full time. Like this is your full time job. You don't have anything else. Like you put all your chips into the wrestling basket. Yeah. I mean, essentially I, I still, I still, uh, have a job on the side, but it's something that's flexible for me to make this my priority because this is what I know I want to do. This is what I know I'm going to do. You know, it's not just a matter of if it's a matter of when I make it to the top level because I just have that confidence in myself. And I think in this industry that is, you know, pertinent, like you need that confidence in yourself or else how are the people watching you going to like believe you're going to ascend to that level? How are the people that are going to hire you, like going to bring you in, you know, it's, it's just something that is kind of like, it's, it's hard, but hard waters to navigate because you don't want to be cocky, right? You don't want to be like a jerk about it, but there's nothing wrong with unwavering confidence in yourself and your abilities. And that's, that's what I have. And that's what I preach to anybody is, look, if you don't believe in yourself, people are going to see right through that. So that's, that's just, where I am right now and that's my path you know for the foreseeable future and I think that's something that like everybody can have with anything if you have if you have a regular job you gotta be confident you have to be confident with whatever you're doing I mean there's a certain level of beginning where you're like hey look I'm I am at the bottom level I'm just here to soak up all the information I know I don't know anything but I know I can pick it up so you still have that confidence but then the further you go, you know your level that you're at. You know that there's another level to get to, so that humbles you and brings you back down. But the confidence level has to be there to perform, especially if you're going to go on a biggest stage as you are in pay-per-view stuff. Right, yeah, and you know what? Like As an athlete growing up, all you're taught is humility, right? All you're taught is to be humble, work, work your butt off and be humble, which, which I am and I do. But they never... I don't want to say they never, but I wasn't taught to be like uber confident in yourself because, you know, to some extent, coaches want to have that, like, have that hold over you, right? So, uh, I don't know. I I think as you go more towards individual sports, because I was always in team sports, as you go more to individual sports, which is essentially what this is, it's kind of a mixture of both, but you kind of have to look after yourself. Um, I think you, I really, really had to bring that out because I didn't want to just hold myself like I was happy to be there, like I was just happy to be part of the team. 
You know, I didn't, I didn't want to be one of a hundred. I wanted to be one of one. I wanted to be on the top of the mountain, you know, not just on the mountain. So that, that is my mindset is, yeah, you know, everybody does have a spot, but I want the top spot. So that's, that's something that I, I kind of had a hard time like transitioning into, like I said, coming from the team sport background and, you know, sports all growing up, but you know, to get to that elite level, uh, from what I've been told, from what I've researched, and then essentially from what I've done, I feel like that's the easiest way to get to where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree. And to be the wrestling, just the whole thing about wrestling, you can't be like that's what attracts people to it. I I had this statement. I actually had this thought the other day. Like in all the all the things that are, like you, you, if you go on social media, you see all sorts of different things. But I was like, you know what? Nobody loves The Rock because he plays a victim. They all love The Rock because he's the confident, arrogant hero, right? right? Nobody would watch his movies if he was this like kind, humble, like, hey, I just did good. They like him because he goes out there and he looks him in the face and he like is The Rock, right? And that's yeah. what that's wrestlers. That's that's every wrestler, good guy, bad guy, the whole thing. You wouldn't want to watch a guy just come out there humble like maybe an MMA fighter would sometimes. But like, right. like, you know, you want the show. Yeah, yeah, I am the show. You know, you have to have that mentality. Is it, it's, it's a lot of uh, knowing your value, knowing your worth, too. You know, you don't, you don't want to put yourself in spots that you know that in a time and a place that you shouldn't be in. So it, it's a lot of it. It also is a lot of like being self-aware, right? If you're around a lot of top-tier athletes, you have to be self-aware that you're not the only top-tier athlete. If you're around, you know, if if you're not at the level you want to be, but you're aspiring to be, you still have to be aware of who you are and where you are. So it's you know it's it's a it's tricky, but you know the more the more you're aware of it, you know, the easier it becomes to navigate. So, do you fly out to? Did you fly out to LA for this thing? Are you flying out there? Are you there now? Um, how's this all going with the new arrangement of how we're having to do like, you know, like wrestling? This is one thing I love about wrestling and MMA is that is it kept going to entertain us through all of this right. weirdness. Like when you needed something the most to look and, and watch, like. I just need a break. I need a break from reality. I need a break from all this stuff that's going on. What can I watch? You can watch wrestling, and you can watch UFC fighting. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and it was such a godsend, man. It really was. And it took some getting used to not having fans, obviously. But to me, any content is better than no content. And I've kind of got used to the no fans thing, you know, for certain shows, for mostly like TV-style shows and uh, I like it because it's it's essentially you're just there to do business. You're not there to pander. You're not there to play around. It's you know you're you're getting to the point. You're getting to the action. So I enjoy that. Obviously, I got into this for like the feedback of the crowd for the live responses, right? But you know, I I do enjoy both. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, I I'm going to LA regularly to work with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I'm going there tomorrow. I'm flying out in the morning to go uh, work the premiere of Primetime Live, which is a 
joint pay-per-view every Tuesday starting tomorrow uh, between the NWA and the United Wrestling Network. You know, you have athletes from the NWA, from All Elite Wrestling, from top-tier indie promotions all over, all competing. And so it's a, I think it's going to be cool. You know, like I said, it's the very first show, and I think we're going to start off with a bang. You know, uh, hopefully start off with a win. How do you watch this? On, is it like an app that you get? Is it their own special channel? How does that work? So this is on Fight TV, which is a uh, fighting streaming app, which has MMA, boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, all types of um, sports like that. And you can get it on smart TVs or your phone or your computer or whatnot. It's just you got to download the app. And then, you know, there's bundle packages. You can get the individual pay-per-views, but... There's a handful of options. You just need to look up Primetime Live, and we're going to be on every Tuesday night. So, you know, it's definitely something you guys should check out, and I'm looking forward to it. I love the idea of doing it like that, where it's a pay-per-view for individual matches that you can, every Tuesday. So you guys can make money. People that fans want to support that would normally buy a ticket, they may not be able to go. They can support it by buying their ticket through buying your pay-per-view. Right. Watching it on, like, right. yeah. Yeah. it's awesome. It's a, it's a really good idea, and you know it's it's top tier talent. It's it's guys that are like major league players. So you know it's it's going to be something that people from around the world are going to buy and watch, and in all the top tier companies are keeping an eye on it too. So it's it's a good platform to be on. Uh, I know David Marquez, who runs the United Wrestling Network and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He's been in the business for like forty years or something like that, and he is. He just knows what he's doing. His production is top-notch, and he likes to give young, hungry talent an opportunity to shine with these, like, big-time veteran names. And so, you know, him along with Billy Corgan, who's the owner of NWA, are doing a really cool thing by, you know, giving us this platform to shine. How cool is it that Billy Corgan, the Smashing Pumpkins, like, if you grew up in the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, man, rock star of all rock stars, really. Right. And really and truly, he's so into wrestling. Like, it's something that you wouldn't even think about, but when he, he owns the whole company. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, you know, he, I think he owned Impact for a little while, too. Um, there for, like, a year or two. And he's always been a big wrestling fan, and I've yet to meet him, but, you know, I'll see him tomorrow and hopefully pick his brain, see, see like, where he sees this going. And, you know, hopefully... Uh, get a better spot perform you know do do what i do and you know that that's all i can hope for man is just a uh just a chance for somebody to see me so that's that's what i'm looking forward to well it seems like the determination you have to have as a wrestler like you see the behind the scenes of movies different things like that obviously those things are not exact always exactly like what it's like being you know in your shoes but it seems like right. you have to have that determination like it doesn't just come for free like you have to just keep working at this like how how often do you train just to get on this one pay-per-view right now this tuesday like how often do you go out and train with them how often do you work there in houston or wherever you're at like you're all over the place i know that but what's your training schedule look like just to get in these spots man so i've been doing this for a couple years now and um it's really just getting in front of more and more people. It's doing more shows in more cities and more states and more countries. And, you know, that's that's what I've tried to do. And me being older, um, I knew that I had, to, I had to get on it. I couldn't just, you know, lollygag. I, I had to 
jump and go and take my chances and you know like instead of instead of thinking I had like you know what if I screw this one up oh well I'll get another chance now I gotta I gotta do this now I gotta do it right the first time and so you know that was my mentality and as I started like pulling through and people started you know seeing me and my value uh, I started getting on more shows and then instead of one show a month I started doing two and then three and then five and then 10 and then 15 and then 20 you know it's 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 just a really the journey for me is just getting to these new places getting in front of the right people and you know you train during the week you work out during the week and then you have three or four shows a weekend and so that kind of makes up for your training if you don't like if you don't want to train during the week because you can't beat your body up too much right you're not going to be able to do this for a long time you got to be able to do this every day for however long they need you for a tour a tour maybe 30 days you may have to work 30 times in a row so it's it's all about staying healthy it's all about you know coming through when you're given a chance and it's all about getting in front of the right people and you know that's that just takes time it's chance it's you know the best form of luck uh booker t always tells me is just preparation is being ready for when the opportunity presents itself and so you know, instead of like getting ready, you know, they always have that, they have that saying, you just stay ready. And so that's, that's my mentality. I love, like I say it over and over again, but the best way to get better is just rep. The more reps you do, the better you're going to get. The more reps you do, the better you're going to get. It's the same thing. Like what you're saying is like, I had to get in, like do as many shows as possible. Just do a show, do a show, do a show. The more custom you get to doing shows, the more you learn things, the more like, you're like, oh, I could have done this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that goes through your mind or not, but you're like, oh, I could have done this a little different here. I need to work yeah. on this spot. Like, keep it in your mind, make a mental note, and just kind of practice it, visualize it, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and you're doing that every single show, right? Like, with, with every game you play, or football, baseball, basketball, soccer, whatever it is, for wrestling as well. Like, you learn every game, every practice, every time you train, you you pick things up, right? You, you want to constantly evolve. You don't want to be stale and just be the same character or athlete or person, you know, you were yesterday, you want to constantly grow. And so that's what we try to do. And, you know, even I, I always look at like the Bruce Lee thing, you know, like even when you think you're the baddest man in the world, like there's still somebody out there who can, you know, kick your ass. So I'm always looking to, you know, up my game and be better. Do you, do you know who you're going to face when you go to this like pay-per-view thing? It, like, is that something they give you in advance? You know who you're going up against? You have communication line with them. Um, you meet them the day of, do you come like you just, how does that work? Because I imagine that throws like you say you constantly have to be ready, which I'm assuming sometimes you just get thrown into something and you're like, all right, now I'm facing this guy and we gotta, we gotta mesh. We gotta go at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll... Most of the time, um, especially as you uh, you go up in levels and you go work with top tier companies and top tier talent, usually you have a card that is advertised, right? So they have matches that they advertise, which is me and I know my opponent is Jordan Clearwater, who's a California guy who's been working on the West Coast. He's trained in like MMA style, so I gotta you know adapt to that, and um, you know. Thankfully, um, I'm proficient in that, but, you know, sometimes cards change. Sometimes a guy has to pull out or he gets hurt, and then 
you don't know who you're wrestling until you're there, you know, and think about it. If you got four matches in a row, say I'm working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm working four different guys in four different cities, it's tough to prepare for that for each person, right? So you kind of just got to be, you got to be proficient in what you do as a performer and as an athlete. And that I think comes down to your training and then, you know, your experience, your psychology, your mentality. And it's, it's just a mesh of everything, man. There's no straightforward answer. It's, it's everything coming together and it's just, you know, it's, you sink or swim, you know, that's, that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. And then the ability to, to, I think I'm fascinated by this with the wrestling thing is that you beat your bodies up like crazy. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Like the, the, the athletic ability of the people that are in that ring are great. It's crazy. Like it, it really is awesome. And you just said do it. You do it thirty days in a row. So you go do this promotion on Tuesday, and then you don't have to go do another show. And if you're on tour with that same promotion, and you know things are back to normal, you might be doing a show like every night with no day off for you know. I forgot what I've heard they work like. Gotta, they might work three hundred days a year, three hundred sixty days a year. Like people work. You could. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you definitely could. I, in this day and age, um, you know, you don't work as much as they did in the old days where they were doing like 300, 350 days a year. But really, it's on the independent circuit, it's how much you want to book yourself, right? It's you're your own boss. You know, once you sign a contract with these other companies, then you're kind of on their touring schedule. But right now, if I want to work one show a week, I will. If I want to work five, I will. It's It just depends on... How much I want to beat my body up? Is it worth it? Is it going to be a big enough show? Is it going to have a good enough talent? Is the pay going to be? Is the pay going to be good? You know, there's so many factors that go into all this. You know, you don't want to just do shows just for the sake of doing shows. Once you get to a certain level, because then you're just beating your body up, right? You get more out of it if you take care of your body, go get a good workout, and go watch some film. Um, maybe go, maybe go do some like camera work or or whatever it may be, you know, like in the beginning, yeah, like you need to get all those reps in no matter what. Now I'm very choosy and I pick, you know, where I go and when I go. So it's it's dependent upon the athlete and their experience level and their skill level too. So have you ever, have you, is this your first pay-per-view or you, you worked in like more of those? No, this will be my first pay-per-view. I've worked on Monday Night Raw, I've worked on Impact Wrestling, um, worked on reality or wrestling, which we've done live shows and we do, you know, we have a weekly series. Uh, I do SW Fury, which is also a weekly series. Uh, I do championship wrestling from Hollywood, which is also a weekly like series. And these are like top tier, like independent promotions with actual TV, uh, that, that you get reps in of doing, you know, stuff that'll translate to AEW or impact ring of honor or WWE stuff like that but but you know if you're not signed to a contract to these places this is great great work and great film and like great talent and great production it's it's stuff that uh i'm very happy and lucky to be part of but you know it it's something that uh, i enjoy doing and it's going to lead me to where i need to be so uh, what's the biggest thing that like so how do you recover like say you have a show and you want to recover and do you like Maybe you got two back-to-back pay-per-views. You got this one, and then you got one on Thursday. Like, how do you recover 
your body because I know when I watched that one when we went to watch it like there like there was a guy that kind of like tweaked a few things right they had a few deals happen he tweaked a few things which I imagine happens quite often with what you guys are doing and then I talked to to Jay and he's like that guy's got to go work in two days taking care of your body, preparing your body the right way, um, warming up the right way, cooling down the right way. Um, and I, I'm a big, I'm lucky that I came from like an athletic background to where I know how to prepare for a game or a match. Right. And then I know how to, I know how to recover. You know, I know if, you know, something hurts, maybe don't push that. Right. Especially as your body gets older too. Right. When I was like 21, you couldn't tell me to slow down. <laughs> yeah. But now, but now I'm much more aware and much more in tune with my body. And I know what hurts. I know like a while ago, I pulled dozens of hamstrings before. So I did like a match a while ago and I felt something and I was like, Ooh, that's a tear. And I came back home and, um, my buddy was like, well, is it all bruised up? I'm like, Ooh, no. It's like, well, it's not a tear. It's not bruised up. I'm like, Hmm. I don't know. So then I woke up the next day and it was all bruised up and I was like, yeah, see, I know, I know, I know my body. I know what I'm feeling. So that just comes with like, again, with life experience doing that over and over. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm very good about recovering. So I, I rest, I ice. Um, I don't push myself to do dumb things in workouts anymore. I used to do that all the time and training as well. You know, I'm not going to go in there and, kill myself for three hours if I know I got shows in a day or two days. So I'm going to do my best to have my body heal and recover because I know I got to go to, I got to go work again the next day or the next three days. Yep. So it's ice, rest, get up, move, active recovery, hydrate, 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 right? That's the biggest thing. You know, people drink so much caffeine, especially in this industry that you're just so dehydrated. Your muscles are so like that it's easy to pop something or pull something or tear something. And that's what I've come to find out, you know, finally, finally in my life that I just need to drink more water. Right? Anything that ever happens to me, I'm just like, ah, to drink more water. So it's, it's different things. It's just being aware. I was about to, I was about to ask what your, what your nutrition stuff looks like, like how that comes into play. Cause I mean, you see you can see not only the bodies progress in, but to be top tier athlete in anything, it doesn't matter what it is, or just your average everyday like business person. If you want to think like have everything running because everything's tied together, like your body is tied to your mind. Your mind works better when your body is functioning better, and vice versa, right? Like both ways go. You need everything. You need sleep all that stuff. So I was going to ask what nutrition and health stuff looks like because it's, I mean, I think it's a big deal. The more and more I do it, you were talking about overtraining. I used to go and be in like do competitions and stuff. And I'm thinking I got to train three hours a day. I got to do all as much as I can get in. If I can train four, I'm going to train four. I'm going to do it all today. It's going to, I'm going to be better because I wanted to be so good. But then I realized now, like how stupid was I when I did that? I tell people like, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. Yeah, but you don't know any better, you know, because as you're younger, your body is more resilient and, you know, fights back much easier than it does, you know, as you grow and get older. Um, now, 
to me, like I said, hydration is the biggest key for anything nutrition-wise, right? But for us, and you got to think about it um, aesthetically as well as athletically, right? Because, you know, we're not out there in uniforms. We're not out there in shoulder pads and helmets. We're out there in freaking underwear. (laughs) Yeah. So you got to, you don't want to show off that, like those three donuts you ate last night. You, you got to be very aware of, you know, what you're putting into your body. Um, and that's, that just comes down to eating clean, right? Like I, I don't, I don't, uh, starve. I don't starve myself by any means, but I don't not enjoy eating either. I just, I don't do it every meal. I don't do it every day. You know, I, I try to, keep my fats low. Um, and since I'm so active, I don't worry about my carbs because I need that to recover. I need that to build muscle. Uh, it's, it's just not being sloppy with it. It's not overindulging. It's not being a glutton, right? It's like a 90, 10 rule, you know, 90% of the time you eat clean and then 10% of the time you go eat whatever the heck you want. And I think that helps with sanity as well. How do you do that sort of stuff when you're on the road? I mean, there's a lot of people that would make the excuse like, but I'm on the road all the time. Yeah, yeah, and you can meal prep, um, bring stuff with you. Uh, You can go to Chipotle or like Panda Express or, you know, there are so many places now that have clean eating. Everything has an option to eat clean now, right? But, you know, it depends on are you you tracking your calories or your macros? Are you just eating when you're hungry? You know, everybody's different. I, I try to plan as much as I can. And it depends on, you know, if I'm gone for one day or five days, you know, I can't really pack food for five days. So I'll find a place in the cities I'm going and uh, pick something up there at those clean places and, you know, get my stuff in that way. That's, I mean, that's pretty, because I'm on the road a lot and I had a problem like going by, you just grab stuff and it's not necessarily bad, but uh, I mean, some places... Your options are limited. I mean, some places yeah. only have a Dairy Queen or a McDonald's or, you right. know, like, and sometimes it just takes the discipline to just drive past them and go to the next one. Or, like you said, think ahead, plan and stuff. But it is such a big deal. Like, there's so many excuses people make up in their heads. Like, I I do it. I do it still. But now I try to find, like, whenever I start to do that, like, no, 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 no. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't make that yeah, excuse. yeah. It's just, it's just uh, being aware, you know, every, everything's just being aware, but like planning, you know, looking forward to where you're going to be and figuring out like what you need to accomplish, you know, while you're there. So that's, and you get better as time goes on. And then you look at also like saving money too. You don't want to be eating out all the time. If you're on the road 300 days a year, you're going to be spending a crap load of money on food and water and snacks and drinks. So it's, it's a lot of uh, just trying to be efficient, really. Yeah. So, okay, let's get back to the wrestling thing. I want to <laughs> know, like, do you work for specific promotions right now? Like, what are the main ones that you that you are in that people can see you, like, shows that you're doing and all that good stuff? So right now, with everything kind of still closed down, I am working – a handful of shows consistently. Um, you know, before obviously I was going all over right now, I am doing reality of wrestling, which is in Texas city. And we run, um, a couple times a month. Uh, we do an empty arena show once a month. And then we do a limited fan show, uh, the second Saturday of every month. But we also have our TV show, which is 
um, every Sunday on Reality or Wrestling's YouTube channel. Uh, they have fantastic episodes, you know, Booker T's promotion, so you know it's going to be top tier. I also work SWE Fury, which is a Dallas promotion, which has TV every Thursday on Fight TV. Um, I work Texoma, which is another DFW promotion, uh, the third Friday of every month. Uh, that's a live event show with limited fans, but it's always a fun show. It's it's definitely relaxed. I love going there because the atmosphere is great. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to Hollywood, you know, a couple times a month and doing Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which airs on Championship Wrestling's YouTube on Saturdays at noon. And then it airs on Fight TV at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's um, channel on Fight TV. And now I'm doing Primetime Live, which will be on every Tuesday night, you know, for the foreseeable future, like I said, which is partnered with the NWA and has players from AEW and like Impact and ROH and, you know, all over the country. So those are kind of my consistent ones right now with limited options and everything kind of still being on lockdown. You know, a lot of stuff doesn't allow fans, but there's a lot of stuff we're doing that's on TV or on streaming apps. Yeah, and so do you guys get to do most of the wrestlers at these promotions like the pay-per-view that you're doing? Are most guys like are the top tier guys in that promotion only specifically working for that promotion? Or are they still allowed like do they still let them go pick up work in other places to, you know, that sort of thing? Or is it specifically just for them? No, no, they're they're definitely uh, allowed to work other places. I think right now, um, I think WWE is the only one that is exclusive because AEW is allowing their talents to pick up independent bookings um, and NWA now is allowing their talent to pick up Impact's allowing their talent ROH is allowing their talent so you know it's it's a show that's going to have talent from everywhere because nowadays especially with the limited options and you know everybody not running consistently you got to allow people to work you got to allow people to make a living so they're off doing all these shows as long as they're not direct competition so you're going to see people from you know all sorts of companies coming to do these shows what would direct competition be like is it somebody where their promotions in the same town how like what's a direct competition with them sometimes sometimes and that just depends it really just depends on the promotion so sometimes yeah people look at uh, promotions in the same town is competition because if you can go work that show, why would people come see my show? Right? So you got to look at it like that. Yeah. And I know some some people do, but, you know, um, most of them, I think it's more so for, like, TV. So if I'm wrestling for AEW, I'm obviously not going to be allowed to work for WWE because we're directly competing for primetime spots on cable television. Right, and I assume people with Impact Wrestling uh, are not allowed to work for NWA specifically because those are both on competing type channels. I'm not, I'm not really sure too much anymore, but um, I, 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 I would assume it's like that. If if you have a competitor on cable, you're not going to be able to work for you know that other company. If you have a competitor that's doing to fight channels you're not going to be able to work for that channel so I, it, it just depends on the company man but I really do I, I kind of like where you're at what you're doing right here where they can kind of like you said all this talent's coming in from different places 
because it gives people a chance to see the different people go up against each other. It gives you experience, them experience, but also it, it like the working together thing. There's so much room for, like there's so many wrestling fans and it, it's weird to say like growing up in the sports world. I mean, I'm sure you were a part of that too. I don't know if you loved wrestling your whole life like that, but like you see it and you're like, Oh, how many people are going to go? Like really how many there's, they're everywhere. Like so much so that if you're it, like, if you're any sort of like famous at all, or you put it out there that oh wrestling's fake or you start dogging wrestling, like dogging somebody and making fun of them, you will have people all over the internet, everywhere, just trashing you. They're coming to attack you. They're like, we're on the move now. <laughs> <laughs> it's that mob mentality, which unfortunately uh, social media allows. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice to see passionate fans. You know, it's nice to see people who enjoy the product and you know love it for what it is. You know, it's it's obviously not what it used to be in like the 60s or 70s it's it's much different you know with the presentation as well as the athleticism so it's it's cool to have people that like share that passion yeah and i mean i don't mind the the like it's what makes it fun to me that's what makes it fun having people who are passionate about something and that get into the same mindset that when somebody dogs wrestling, they get into a wrestler's mindset is what they do. That's the way I look at it. They're basically talking to you like their favorite wrestler. Yeah, yeah, they're cutting a promo on you. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you know what I mean? And it, and I dig it. Like, that's the biggest form of being a fan. And I mean, that's why they're there. Like, that's what... I used to have a different opinion on all this stuff like that. But now you understand it like, oh, hey, let them do that. It's not only... Like, now I look at it totally different with anything. With, you know, like skateboarders and rollerbladers used to have big fights and scooter kids. And it used to be, like, all separate. And all these kids, like, no, 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 you can't. No, like, now we can share. Like, we can make fun of each other now, but share the park. Right, yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, so, like, that's I think that's what I dig about the wrestling promotions, allowing everybody to kind of, like, weave in and out. I mean, obviously, like, like you said, the primetime cable you're competing with people wwe is the biggest like obviously massive they've been they've had a stronghold on things for a while you were on a raw show so that's like i was gonna ask you that like can they can go pick up independent like for one night only as much as they want like they just kind of roam around and pick and give you a try yeah i mean they they have uh extras at every tv taping so well, at least they did when they were touring, right? So when they went to cities each time, they would have a handful of local guys and, you know, would use them or not. But, you know, they would have them ready to be utilized. And two of those times I got picked and we got to do some stuff. I had a match with, like, Kurt Hawkins on Raw, like, five months into me wrestling. So <laughs> what? That was, that was crazy. And then I did some stuff with, like, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins you know, just as like an extra, but it was cool to be in that atmosphere because you, it prepares you and it kind of gets you ready for the future. Cause that's obviously that's where I want to be right. And you know, something like that or new Japan or AEW, but I wanted to see like the inner workings. I want to see how everything went on and, and Booker uh, at reality of wrestling does a really, really good job of preparing you for that because he essentially is a, mini WWE there you know they they do the same processes for their tapings for their shows for their training 
And so even five months in, I, w- I wasn't nervous going out there. I was excited. You know, there were butterflies, but it was like, yeah, awesome. Like, I can't wait. This is what I'm meant to do. So it was, I was prepared. I was excited. It was awesome. And then I got to see like how everything works. So now I know, you know, when I go back, like this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Five months in is nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that crazy. Is, you're, you're like five months in and hey, guess what? We're going to call you up to big leagues, take a few swings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got one at bat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't screw it. job. It, it was fun. <laughs> that, I mean, it has to be kind of nerve wracking. I, I tend to love those situations, but like at five months in, what's it like? Because that was obviously in front of a crowd, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was in front of 20,000 people in the Toyota Center. <laughs> so, so you're five months into wrestling. What was the biggest crowd you had before that one? Maybe like four or 500 people. So, you the, know, which is a crowd, right? Yeah. But, but still, like, it's not 20,000. It's not the Toyota Center. It's not Monday Night Raw. It's, it was cool. But like I said, Booker gets you so ready and prepared for stuff like that that, you know, it wasn't overwhelming. It, it was, like I was meant to do this. And so now I know, like I said, when I go back, I'll be even more prepared and I'll be ready. I know Booker T is like, he's had his own wrestling career and done a lot of things, right? And and uh, But like the Lions Prize guys over here, I just dig people that stick with their passion like that. Like yeah. they love what they do so much that I'm, I'm assuming that a wrestling school really isn't making them, they're just not making them rich, right? So... The the it's kind of like owning a gym or anything else. You look at their business, and be like, oh look, they're rich, but they're doing what they love and they're making a living, right? And that's I think that's what I love about the whole process is that they're not. It's not your normal avenue of like, hey, you're supposed to just get out, get a job. You know, I I'm putting it in my like you, like let's say my son just grows up, like he graduates college, he goes through the whole thing from Rice of all places, you know. Like, right. and then just comes in one day and says, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to become a wrestler. Right. Yeah. It was a curveball for a lot of people. I know that. But, you know, I, I'm lucky and blessed to have a great, great family. And, you know, they supported me in whatever I did. So it, it was never, it was never, um, you know, there was never any ridicule or anything. It was, if this is what you want to do, go do it. You know, you should go do it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should, you know, before I can't. So I was, you know, and not, not everybody has that. And I didn't really come to realize that because I, it was just normalized to me. I just had such a great family around me um, that I was like, yeah, doesn't everybody have this? And no, they don't. You know, the more you get out and meet people and go to different walks of life, like you just, you realize that like, no, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. I'm so, you know, lucky to be in this situation where, a lot of people are like told, you know, that's a dumb idea. That's stupid. You know, and, and that's what society tells you. Society tells you to go be normal, go, go do what everybody else does. And I did, you know, and I just realized like that's not for me. So I, I'm, uh, I'm lucky enough to have them. And I'm also lucky enough to have like, just been able to pull the trigger before it was too late. I, and that's something I just talked about that with I just had a lady on the podcast she's like she had kids she has a family like she had dreams of being a musician and then got married had kids goes over this long process and then decides just she's like 
rapping in her kitchen one day. She, she was a singer before, never a rapper, nothing. She's rapping in her kitchen. Oh, I got to jot that down. She jots it down. And now she's on this, and she's really good, like really good. And you're like, this is the coolest story ever. Like things like you, like doing that where you're, you're sitting there at your job and you're like, I just don't. This isn't for me. This is for other people. This isn't for me. It's it's like eating me up. Being able to make that decision to jump into this and go into it 100% where you're fully committed to make this as, you know, you're going to give this your best shot. Like it's all or nothing on my shot. And then I can go back to something else if it doesn't work out. But I'm going to keep trying until I can't try anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think more people should do that. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I was doing before. Nothing. It just, like I said, it wasn't for me. It wasn't fulfilling me. I wasn't passionate about it. So I was waking up every day, you know, like miserable and not for anything else, but me not enjoying what I'm going to spend the next 50 years of my life doing for 10, 12 hours a day. Right. Why do I want to be miserable waking up to go do that for the rest of my life? I don't, I want to do something I enjoy. So, you know, I, I I set aside like, you know, the great living I was making and, you know, the great situation I was in to be happy, you know, in whatever situation I'm in now, which is great as well. But, you know, who knows, you know, I I could be living in a cardboard box trying to follow my dreams. Like a lot of, you know, starving artists is a stereotype for a reason, right? So that's essentially what we are. We're athletes slash artists. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's real hard out there. And, like I said, you have to be self-aware of who you are and your abilities and whatnot. But, you know, I think if you don't try what you're passionate about and what makes you happy, then you're going to live with regret. You're going to live with that what if. And I don't think you're going to be happy, you know, doing something that you're miserable doing, knowing that you had a chance to do, you know, the one thing that did make you happy. So I, I was not going to live the rest of my life regretting that. It's it's weird how that works. Like sometimes when you throw the caution into the wind, like if you let it all go and you're like, hey, I don't have control over this, but I'm going to go. Like you wouldn't be on this pay-per-view coming up on Tuesday. You wouldn't be there if you didn't roll the dice and take that chance. Like if you didn't throw that caution in the wind, it wouldn't come back to you ever. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't fully commit to it, it wouldn't. Ha- it seems like almost every time and it doesn't for everybody, obviously. You know, sometimes you're not meant to do that, but... When you are like, when you know and you're driven, it seems like it doesn't happen for you until you go all in. Yeah, no, and I fully believe that I could be sitting on my couch in my tidy whities eating Cheetos right now, right? And people would be super, super happy with that. You know, come after work, having a beer, eating, watching TV. It's great. Like, it's just, but then I wouldn't be flying to Hollywood tomorrow to be on TV. To be competing for, you know, a, a shot at something else. To be aspiring to be in this company that I have been passionate about for most of my life. So it's it's one of those things, you know. It, it's definitely a calculated risk, a huge, huge risk. But you know, to me, it was worth it. Even if I failed, I could say, hey, you know, I put I put all my effort into it, and you know what? It wasn't for me. So now I can go live my life and do something else you know that may be my path but if i wouldn't have jumped uh you know i never would have known if i could make it or not and then you like you know later on down the line you can tell like think about it like most most people like 
if you pass that, and this is what we talked about too, is like if you pass that opportunity up, like whatever it is in your life, like if it's a job you always wanted, but it's scary because you're comfortable over here. Like you had your oil job, they're comfortable and they have something like, oh, I've always wanted to try that. But then they don't go for it, right? They're going to always wonder what if, like what yeah. what if I done it? But you, you, you said, I'm going to go for it. And then you got to wrestle in front of 20,000 fans. Now you're on a pay-per-view on Tuesday, you know, like, these things are happening for you in the strangest of times they're still happening. And it's like, that would, it just, I don't know how people, it's weird because I know I've done it. So I know that I've gone like, man, I've kind of missed some opportunities, but then I've also taken a lot of opportunities. It's like, it's a, it's a weird thing to know. And the older I get, I'm like, the more opportunities I want to take. Yeah. Yeah. Because you realize like there is, there's not a finite or infinite amount of time on this earth, right? There's only a certain amount of time we're here with, you know, the people that we love and, you know, the things that we want to do, you know, you, you can only do it at certain times. And so I, I think that's the most important thing is really putting things into perspective. And now with all this time we've had for the past six months, it's, it's really helped me put things into perspective of what's really important. And so that has made me prioritize things, you know, a little differently than I had before when I was just running hard and, you know, going here and there and here and there and not being able to stop, you know, I, you know, I couldn't see the forest for the, for the trees, but now that I've had time to sit back and I am picking and choosing my spots, it's, it's, uh, I'd, I'd say it's, I'm, I'm doing a much better job of, um, I guess just appreciating my journey and my path and and just really being able to like sit back and smell the roses, you know? So it's 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 cool, but you know, until I was able to slow down and really like see and assess and analyze, I I didn't even realize. Like even now when we're talking it, I'm just dissecting things even more and I'm like, Yeah, you know what, you're right. That is something that I didn't even think about or not a lot of people get to do, or you know, I maybe I didn't appreciate it as much. I am going to be on pay per view tomorrow. It's pretty cool, right? Like, yeah, heck yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So, but I mean, when you know, when you're at that level, though, I mean, when you start to get to that level, you're not ever going to make it any further or keep those spots unless you act like this is where I'm supposed to be. I want to do this again. This is normal life. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to have that mentality. But like I said, like you should still celebrate your victories right like uh, i was telling my buddy this uh yesterday i was like yeah we have these goals and you know we we have this confidence in ourselves to where like yeah we should be doing this every day or this is the place we should be this is the spot we should be in but it doesn't mean that you can't like be happy you can't sit back and be like ah you know this is pretty cool this is awesome like i did a good job you know there's there's no shame in saying that this this is making me happy. So that that I think uh, I don't do enough because, like I said, I just I feel like I do belong there and I earn what I get. But I should take more time to just be like, yeah, you know, smile is pretty cool. Uh, drink it in. It's it's not every day that you know you get to do this, and it's, you know, not a lot of people get to do it either. So it's, it's, I'm very, very lucky. You know, I'm going to say that a million times, that I'm lucky and blessed, you know, 
because I am. So I'm happy. I'm happy to put things into perspective. Yeah, and then I mean you you're lucky, but you also earned you earned your luck. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You earned you earned your luck. I mean, I like the term lucky because I use it all the time. Because when it's in, when you're it's in your shoes, you're like, "Whew, I got lucky." But in reality, like, man, you put in a lot of work to put yourself in a position to be able to do what you do, and so that's what makes the that's what makes it so sweet. I always say like, the things that suck the most to get there are the most rewarding when you step back and look at it, like when you work really hard at something, like creating something as an artist or even a builder, you know, like I said, we put this sunroom on, you know, and it, you frame it and you've got this big thing and it's, it's all like custom and you put it together and then when it's done, you step back and it's a bunch of hard work and you go, man, I'm really freaking proud of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, there's nothing wrong with sitting back and saying that. And so I, I don't let myself do that enough. And, I'm glad I, we came on this because I don't know if I would have unless we had this conversation. So it's pretty cool. Oh man, you deserve all like all of it. I I, I follow you on Instagram. Shout out to Paul Porras for like hooking us up yeah. and and yeah. being a crazy. You need that dude as a hype dude running around the ring like he was in that. I, I don't know. know what it was a cowboy hat or something. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's a wild dude and I love him. But uh, he is, he is. but um, shout out to him for like hooking us up because. I love watching your tapes, and I was like, "Oh, hey, I saw that guy!" And like, awesome. you just you, I can tell that it's what I talking to Jay and the other people from you know from that other promotion. They're like, "Dude, Will's the real deal. Like, he's the real deal. He's at this level. Like, you know, they have nothing but great things to say about you." So, awesome. I mean, everything's falling in line, man. I'm I'm cheering for you, dude, and I'll be like promoting everything and watching it. It's it's been awesome to talk to you, and hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. If you ever have any promo, like anything coming up in the future, man, hit me up, and we'll we'll do another podcast. We'll I'll promote it, whatever you need. Okay, I will. I will. Yeah, man. Like I said, I had a good time. Uh, thank you for having me. If you guys want to follow me at uh, my handles on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, it's at I am Mister All Day. And, um, you know, you can look for this podcast. Obviously, I'll push it as well. So we'll see where this goes. Awesome, man. Awesome. And let them know again what time it airs, what the app is, and everything else on your pay-per-view you got coming up. Yeah, thanks, man. So tomorrow, uh, Primetime Live, it's going to be Tuesday night. It's going to be every Tuesday from now on. It's going to be on Fight TV. It's an app that you can get on your TV or your phone or your computer. And, um, you know, you type in Primetime Live, it's going to be – uh, United Wrestling Network and NWA joint pay-per-view. So it, it should be very, very cool, and I'm looking forward to it. And what's Booker T's YouTube again? So Booker T's YouTube is Reality of Wrestling, and that's a fantastic show that you guys should be checking out. You know, they've got great episodes every Sunday, and, you know, I'm part of it. So hopefully you guys can come catch me on there too. Awesome. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes and everything so they can click the link. Will, thank you so much for uh, for being on, man. This was a blast. Yeah, thanks, Darren. I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's it, man. There we go. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Thank you to Will for being on the show. I really appreciate it. That was a really fun conversation. Don't forget to like, rate, review, and share on social media the episodes of the podcast. It really does mean a lot to us. We appreciate you for doing so, and it helps the show out tremendously. And until the next episode, see ya.